Oh, hello there. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Those aren't my shades. Uh, welcome to episode 26 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life from an abstract yet yet an actually popular angle. Sports CPR. <laughs> uh, my name's Kyle, a.k.a. Tater Deluxe. This is my boy, Micah Brown, a.k.a. Microwave. Hello. Um, what's your microwave joke today? I don't know. <laughs> last I know it, one, but it's not appropriate. Oh, uh, well, that's... We would offend our female fan base. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, we do have some ideas for a jingle for him um, coming soon. Maybe in the next episode. We'll see. To be determined. <laughs> um... But again, welcome to episode 26, uh, yet another week of the Abstract Sports thing. That's one more than 25. That is one more than 25. More. That's the We're past the quarter century mark of the episode thing. Closer so. to 50 than you are zero. <laughs> oh, um, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. This thing keeps growing. Uh, last week we, were, we had a very successful turnout, people coming into the chat and uh, nice. having a good conversation about a very important topic going on in sports today, uh, which we will be expanding on. Today, with the given events that have happened in the last week, um, you dropped my fake book on the ground that I wasn't reading. Uh, uh, so to start off, we're going to do some prelude things like usual. Um, I want to talk about some things we did over the weekend, but um, also bowling, of course. I mean, it's kind of lame. Um, I'll do that really quick. But bowling, I bowled better, guys. My, my average this week was better than the first week. I bowled like a 160... A 140 and a 130, so I went like backwards, but I didn't. I wasn't nearly as close to 100 as I was week one. Overall, you were better. Yes, overall I was better. Better. Um, but I won't be bowling this week, so I won't be talking about it next week. Oh yeah. Because of some surprises we're yeah. going to be telling you about. I can't wait. I have something like poking my hand right now, and it hurts. Sorry. You got a splinter. I have a splinter. Uh, but over the weekend we went to. This game here in town, we talked about it in the last episode, but we went, we went to what is called the Emotion Bowl. Um, it's a game between Idaho Falls High School and Skyline High School here. My high school. Uh, his is Skyline. And it's actually just a, a nice hop, skip, and a jump from my house. So we met up here, uh, chilled. Had some burr. Had some drink. And then we, we went over to the game. It was really fun. Uh, there were a couple of things. Well, I, I had a good time. Oh, I had a good time. Uh, Skyline won. I mean... Yeah, his team won, so he's yeah. happy. It was good. Yeah. It was great. Uh, however, there is... The, the announcer who was calling this game was an annoying oh. as hell. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, so they had a, a partnership with the Marine Corps, and uh, there was a pull-up challenge going on, so whoever... Whatever school out of Idaho Falls and Skyline had the most pull-ups at the, the pull-up bar that the Marine Corps people had set up there. They win, their school would win a prize. And they kept on promoting it throughout the entire game. They kept talking about how the game is one of the top 100 rivalry games. Broadcast on Idaho Sports. Yeah, Idaho Sports. And I was like, you know what? We should probably just try to take over Idaho Sports. Yeah. <laughs> there was one point where you said it twice in the same little spiel, and it was like, Stop. I, I know this is amateur hour, but this is bad amateur hour. Yeah. Like, boo. But, like, <laughs> if you go to their website and you go to ours, if we started up something that tried to, you know, be the competitor in their market, man, we might crush them. Dear Idaho Sports. Dear Idaho Sports, you're, do you're done. 
Just retire. Hire <laughs> Kyle. That's me. Your boy Kyle. At at Kyle Clay Design on Twitter. Get at me. Um, but no, I had a lot of fun. I hadn't gone to a high school game since high school. I mean, there's no other reason to go except for a rivalry game when there's a little more stake than, um, you know, just a win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it has a lot more history behind it, like we had mentioned before, like 53 years um, dating back to 1966. So Get the goalpost painted your color. Yeah, and I have to rights. say that, like, people watching at a high school football game is – kind of awkward like you you get the the awkward vibe from all the high school kids and middle schoolers that are there yeah they're like you're not quite an adult but you're older than me I'm like i can vote so shut. <laughs> it's very weird but weird. one thing i did like as well is that the the snacks and drinks were way cheaper at the game than they were at like a professional sporting event get ready for kansas city <laughs> yeah so like i had i had a pretzel like a big pretzel and a bag of popcorn, you know, movie theater popcorn, that size of bag would cost you like eight bucks. One doll hair. That's it. Just one I knew it was cheap, but I didn't know it was that cheap. It was a dollar and then two dollars for the pretzel. And that's where I got stoked. I'm like, I was standing there in front of the price thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, too bad I only have three bucks. I might just like buy the place out <laughs> and just walk home with a hand, like an armful of pretzels, just string them up my arm. Show up with a hundy stick, but man, I'm only going to get like two sodas. And you're like, I could just buy everything. <laughs> just lean in and be like, how many pretzels you got? <laughs> like, uh, we only have 15 more. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Give me them all. Only $30. Worth it. Um, a can of cheese. <laughs> a can, yeah. A can. Don't, don't give me those two ounce portion cups. Give me the real deal. Whole thing. Just a big old can of queso like the gallon ketchup can <laughs> just cover that thing in cheese um but no that was a lot of fun i enjoyed myself um a guy brought the game ball in on a helicopter mm-hmm. um, he, he made it political though but yeah i mean that, that's how people do things these days i guess um speaking of politics we have a little bit of things re- relating to politics later but later stick around yeah stick around for that but it's it's definitely relevant to what we talk about in the sports world and everybody's heard about it but we're going to try to avoid talking about it till we get there you probably haven't heard of it no you have you know what it is you know you, you know, know what's coming you know what it is you know what it do <laughs> you know how it'd be like it do but it is but it ain't yes i feel you i also smell you uh I actually it's me uh i i honestly don't wash this shirt i just like wear it every week so i know that people on the internet can't smell me <laughs> I wash this shirt. Uh, I, do, I do my laundry. Yeah, it's I do, hard. I do colors together. What? Light colors. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. You're not on the podcast anymore. <laughs> you smell too good. You smell too neutral. Get out of here. You smell like you do your colors all together. Wow. You son of a biscuit. <laughs> um, so that's what happened between now and last episode. But there's a ton of stuff to talk about today. I mean... I feel like we go into this thing never really prepared, but the storylines, we're, we're constantly following them on our Twitter feed, and we're just always absorbing this media about... A lot of stuff happened today. Like, you can't prepare. Like, we can yeah. talk about things that happened Thursday of last week, and now nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. Because it's old news. And so that's why I think that we're, we might start this little segment, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the, the seal on it right now, but we might start a little segment, call it... Um, hot topics 
but it's gonna be gonna have a jingle that goes like hot, hot topics <laughs> because he is microwave and hot pockets go in the microwave so why not heat things up with some hot topics hot topics <laughs> we can make it as cheesy as we want i think that's even better well, i wasn't prepared for that one <laughs> You had that up your sleeve. You, I did you're it. Waiting. I did it. It's just too easy to make puns about hot pockets and microwave. Like, I use the microwave on the daily for everything. Lava hot takes. Fresh facts. Frozen facts. Frozen facts. Frozen facts. Facts you didn't know existed. You better dethaw yourself in this yeah. pod because it's going to be a hot one. I'll just give you random, like, sports facts from, like, 1960s or something. Frozen facts. <laughs> from the archives. Facts that are so cold, you don't even care. <laughs> so you can look forward to that. Microwaves, hot topics. Hot topics. I think it'll be a cheesy little thing that uh, adds some humor. And uh, it, it mentions the stories that we didn't have time to prepare for. Um, and uh, we'll go right into basketball because that's what those pertain to. But to start, there have been some trades that happen in the NBA. Uh, and so i got to show you something real fast because it, it, it needs to happen. Here you go. Ready? Basketball. That was neat. <laughs> That's neat. That's neat. That's pretty neat. Uh, so I made that. Sounds neat, by the way. It is. <laughs> um, sorry, I got I got too excited that I <laughs> like you weren't hard on that. You should play it. Click it in the corner over here. Use the thing you spent so much time yeah. on. <laughs> uh, guys, I haven't been sleeping. That's all right. So let's talk about some basketball. Um. There have been some crazy trades that happened in the offseason. The first one being Kyrie Irving going to the Celtics with Gordon Hayward. Because he's a whiner. <laughs> Ooh, he's a flat earther. Um, but not only that, the one that just came out recently, or actually, I'll go in order. Yeah, so Mello goes to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, where the Mello comes sweeping down the plane. Does it? Does now. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but with. Carmelo joining Oklahoma City, that makes that team a very good contender with the Golden State Warriors. Mm, no. No? No. Okay. Well, I don't I don't know if, I don't think they can match the pace of the Warriors or the execution of the Warriors for that matter. Yeah. But they have the star power that can rival them. I think they they're the only team that matches up with them in the West. Um I mean, they've got Westbrook the MVP. And he plays mean. He does, like Steph Curry trying to guard him is like impossible. Um, Paul George, two K seventeen cover athlete. That's all I can really say about him. Although he is a, a super all star, he can shoot. He can dunk. He's very athletic. Um, At one defender. time, he was the herald as like anti LeBron. Really? Yeah, he's like the only guy that could stop LeBron. Oh, could stop him? Okay, yeah. I was yeah. like uh, LeBron's kryptonite back in the Miami heyday. Okay. I, don't know. I, I remember that take when that I was makes watching sense. the series. When you said anti-LeBron, I was thinking like... Yeah. Boo LeBron! It. No, just the uh, the kryptonite. The kryptonite Could for LeBron. Could stop LeBron. Uh, but now they're adding Carmelo Anthony, who is the 2013 scoring champion. Not MVP, but he's been the runner-up to MVP a few times, I think. Um, 10-time All-Star. He's been on the USA team for like three or four years. He's a very accomplished dude. He puts up buckets. A lot of buckets. Um, Random question. This isn't on the thing. This is for anybody to answer, including you, Kyle. Okay, I'm ready for it. Let's do it. So, OKC's down by one. 
Oh, Ten geez. seconds to go. Who takes the final shot? See, that's that's the beauty of having so many good players on the team. I don't think it's Russell Westbrook, though. Do they get a shot off? Or they're like, no, it's you. <laughs> you no, you, I don't you. want it. You. No, me. Oh, no, you. I feel like there's movie scenes about that. <laughs> yeah, the Mexican standoff. Um, Honestly, I think you give it to Paul George. And my reasoning is that Westbrook, his, his long ball isn't the best. Like, people, when I play against people in 2K and they have Russell Westbrook on their team somehow, like, they're, they're putting up threes, and I'm like, he's just bricking them all day. And that's because his rating is determined by how he does, and I know that he just does not shoot the three ball as well as Paul George or Carmelo Anthony. You just see his highlights of him shooting the three is really what it boils down to. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, Russell Westbrook is a athletic point guard that dunks. That's his thing. But... Obviously, he's aggressive enough to get rebounds. He can get assists. Paul George is just a flat-out scorer, but Carmelo Anthony sort of is like the same exact thing as him. Um, just older. Like LeBron's age. Actually, he's... A little fatter. <laughs> a little chunkier. A little chunkier. Um, let's be honest, though. He plays better in a, in a hoodie. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like Melo's kind of like... Don't take this the wrong way. He's the Jay Cutler of the NBA. Of the NBA. Okay. Where he's just like, I'm just here to play basketball. I don't really care what happens. I'm just here to dribble and shoot. My job's to shoot the ball. Yeah, he's not out there smoking a smoking a pack a day or anything. <laughs> but he just Jay. he just doesn't seem to have the fire. Yeah, uh, I definitely get that. Yeah. And the thing that people always criticize Kobe about is that he shot the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really put it into, into perspective was that, like in, in an interview, he said that. My my responsibility is to shoot the ball. Like, when I'm open, take the shot. Or, like, if I am confident I can make the shot, take it. I think Carmelo Anthony has a similar, uh, I wouldn't say attitude, because it's probably what the coaches are telling him to do. So he's, like, he has a similar role on the team as Kobe used to have, where it's, like, just put up shots. I just don't think that his his shooting percentage has lived up to the success. Or his demeanor. Um, yeah, he's just kind of, like... Kind of coasting. Yeah. Like a Jay Cutler, like you mentioned. Um, but needless to say, we're very excited about OKC. I mean, a uh, star pack team. Uh, so what do we do? We go and we buy tickets to <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder in Salt Lake City. Kind of um, hell of a deal, but yeah. Yeah, we, we had to do it. Like, there's a couple different dates that they're going to be there. One was like, well, first we were looking t- into going to a Cavs game. Um and the tickets were like a little bit too expensive and they were like the worst seats in the house. So we said, nah, uh, let's look at OKC because we wanted to see Westbrook and um, George and Paul George. PG-13. And this is before Melo went to OKC, right? Or was it after? Well, it was the day that it was announced. Okay, so they announced it and then we went and bought them. Yeah, because we were, we were already talking about it. We had a list of teams we wanted to see. OKC was on it since they had Paul George. We're like, oh yeah, Westbrook, cool. Paul George, great. Let's go see him. And then the day that we bought the tickets happened to be the day they announced Mellow. We're like, let's get on that before they jack the prices. So that's what we did. Yeah. So we got a stellar deal for them. They actually got shipped to me today. They're, really? They're sitting in my brother's mailbox right now. Have you checked prices recently to see if we actually did get a deal? Uh, I haven't. I just mm. I just don't look back. I bought True. them. We got them. <laughs> We're going. We're going. So, um, And that's going to be like a quick weekend trip. It's on the 21st of October. So we're going to get up nice and early. Gonna have some coffee, get on the road, get to Salt Lake by like 10 a.m. I'm hoping 10 to 11. Probably 11. 
11. And then, uh, you know, check out the city as we usually do. Go go do some shopping. Go visit the temple. Yeah, check out the temple and, and all of its greatness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, mostly just go to Foot Locker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, shoes! I like to look at shoes when I'm in Salt Lake because I can't look at them when I'm here in town. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. But... Um, in our little discussion of getting tickets, I noticed that nobody else wanted to go to the Lakers game, and the Cavs game was sort of out of the question at that point. So I was like, I wonder what Lakers tickets are like. And I don't know if you know this, or you've probably seen this, but I I went and bought a ticket to go to the Lakers game. By yourself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that bad? Uh, and drive yourself to Salt Lake? No, man. No, I, Salt Lake Express? I'm taking Salt Lake Express by myself. To go to a Jazz Lakers game. What'd you drop on those or that? The okay, so the Salt Lake Express is normally like fifty-eight bucks one way. It's like hundred sixteen full trip, but if you get them far enough in advance, you get them half price. Mm. So I'm spending like fifty-eight dollars on a bus ticket. That's round trip, that, and it's I think that's super cheap for the convenience sake uh, you don't have to drive through traffic they drop you off right by your hotel pretty much and you just walk there and you're good yeah. um and i mean it's kind of a crunch but i'm like you know what thinking back like when i was younger i wish i had the more opportunities to see kobe play when he was in his prime and i i only got to catch the tail end of his career in salt lake so i'm like thinking you know lonzo ball is supposed to be pretty good and i don't want to be kicking myself in the pants 10 years down the road when he's like he potentially could be one of the better players in the league. Um, potential MVP type stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously he's a rookie. He's got to live up to the hype. But I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to be like, I saw his first game in Salt Lake. You know, I mean, just the novelty of that um, and getting to see him up close is going to be pretty cool. Um, so total? I mean, yeah, I am staying the night. And, oh, you, you know, I, wow. Yeah, You're so, committed. You're, Cali's not going? No. Just me by myself. Um, it's going to be an interesting experience, but I, I hope to turn it into a vlog. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's better to have people there when you're, when I'm recording because I feel awkward. I'm so new to it. Um, I mean, I did one back in, oh geez, what was it before playoffs when Jacob and I went to a game in Salt Lake. Um, I don't even, I don't even, you should try to get a press pass. I thought about that. I have a friend that has some hookups, but. I have a month to figure some things out. I'm hope it'd be cool if I could put something together like Abstract that. Abstract sports. Yeah. How are you doing today? <laughs> if if I could just sneak into the guest the guest locker room, dude, that would be sick. Just be like, hey guys, just want to make sure you're good. Need anything? Nice to meet you. I'm Abstract Sports. Oh! <laughs> I'm so starstruck right now. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I blew my cover. Oh no! Ah! <laughs> um, but I'm I'm super stoked. I mean, I'm staying in a hotel I've never stayed in before. Um going to be on my own. I can, like, basically reinvent myself for the one day I'm there. <laughs> Kelly, Keltron, I'm not coming home. <laughs> yeah. Moving down here. The Lakers signed me to a deal. I'm, I'm heading to their media squad in L.A. Uh, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's happening. I feel kind of weird because I should have asked somebody to go with me, but I'm just like, you know what? I wonder what it is like to go to a game by yourself. <laughs> I don't... Well, for I, I feel like for you, since it's your team and your sport, yeah, you're going to yeah. be just fine. Like, I could see myself going to a football game by myself. Yeah. Because, like, 
my wife is there to like people watch and I'm like, Oh yeah. She's like, what happened? Like we scored. Like, you end up getting into a conversation with somebody there. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who cares more than, you know, my wife <laughs> or my wife's friends who just don't care anyway. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see it going. I feel like I've already done that. Right. Like I just, I came with somebody and I left with somebody, but for the entirety of the game, it was you or you, me, yeah. me and the sport. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm going to get there early. I'm going to go down, watch and practice, get some footage. Um, and, I mean, I have the hotel. I don't need, Like, I've seen Salt Lake enough. I might, like, go get dinner before the game. But I'm going to, like, just chill up in the hotel until game time almost. Until the hot tub. Yeah, hot tub. Just prostitutes. recording, you know. <laughs> check out my sick dives. <laughs> this phone's not waterproof. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, damn you, iPhone SE. How dare you. Get like a Ziploc bag. Oh yeah, that's foolproof. <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of the the gist of what's going on. But we have been talking about going to a Cavs game all off season because we want to see LeBron. We know he's on the tail end of his career, um, but we looked at the tickets. We're like, no, that's not going to happen. And then feel free to donate Jazz Cavs tickets to Abstract Sports. <laughs> yeah, just give us some money and we'll just buy them right or, up. Or tickets. Yeah, ship them to us. Yeah. You get a P.O. box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get people to start sending us things to show on stream. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Might get some real surprises, though. It is the internet. It is poop. <laughs> <laughs> this is literal poop. Literal poop. Um, but after we made the decision not to get Cavs tickets, and then we bought OKC tickets, and then I bought a Lakers ticket, D-Wade gets traded to the Cavs to reunite with LeBron James. And the first thing that happens the next day, Jacob texts me and he's like, I feel like we have to go to the Cavs game now. And I'm like, surprise, I can't. I have a ticket to the Lakers game and that's out of my budget now. <laughs> well, if he really wanted to go, he could somebody could loan you the ticket. Somebody then... could front me, but then I have to pay him back. Oh. But I mean, if he really wants to, Jacob, I know you're not watching. Because you don't but... watch. <laughs> you big jerk. Um, but if you are, <laughs> if you want to buy the ticket, I'll pay you back in $25 payments over the next four months. How about that? 200 bucks now? Well, I said four months. Uh, $25 payments. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I guess it's more like $35 I, payments. I like math. I'm a math man. I have a science degree. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of crazy things happening in the NBA. Uh, I think the thing that I'm kind of torn on i guess is that now there are like two really really good west teams in okc and uh the golden state warriors then you have this super duper good east team who super benefited off the Kyrie trade and so i'm wondering who that next team is up in the east because it's been the raptors it's been the hawks in the last couple of years it's been the celtics celtics have gone through a big change but they didn't win the trade like the Cavs did and they didn't pick up anybody else after the fact. Cleveland, Toronto, Boston. Atlanta. Yeah. And I think that's... Like, Atlanta and Toronto have just been up there. I think that that's a pretty good assumption. Yeah, they're not going to win it. The Celtics will probably drop a spot um, due to chemistry problems. Um, I mean, I watched another interview with Gordon of Gordon Hayward today, and he still just seems like... He's just kind of there for the ride. I don't know. Charlie says, I've still got to go with Boston. Going with Boston, huh? I I mean, I would love to see a, a Boston and Cleveland matchup with the swap that's happened in the offseason this year. Um, Watch uh, Kyrie get dunked on. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, 
teams would probably come out of the gate with some like false pretenses of like or like like false images like they'll do a really good one game but then like halfway through the season one of them will drop off and then i think that's gonna be the celtics and then they're gonna be struggling to get back up to the two seed charlie says bulls no bulls? no i don't think so the, no, the no. timberwolves are looking pretty yeah, good yeah minnesota though. will beat chicago but minnesota's in the west right i'm pretty sure nba yeah, conferences i'm a football guy hey charles how did your cubs do I guess I could use the internet for that, but I'm using the internet for this instead. West. Timberwolves, yeah. Yep, my bad. That It's just a weird state to be in the West for, though. It's pretty Midwest. Cubs are still winning. Nice. Boo! Yeah, the, I, I'm liking the look Boo. of the Timberwolves. I, I know, Charlie. I, I watched yesterday's game, and it was great. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was like, wait, what's going on? It was on? great. It was lovely. Mm. Drink those Cubs tears. <laughs> No, the Cubs are playing to clinch. Oh, are they? Yeah. So, and St. Louis needs to win so they don't lose ground in the wild card race. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that's intense stuff. I did see that a week from today, postseason starts. Yeah, October. So, it's getting exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm Yanni. Why Sorry, so guys. Yanni? I don't know. <laughs> Beer. I still have a splinter in my finger and I can't get it out. I'm just like sitting here, like grabbing my palm. <laughs> just give me the knife. We'll I'll take dig care it of out. it. Here, I'll dig it out. I'll be all right. Um, back to the outline. <laughs> so, yeah. we, we said we were going to be a lot of uh, a lot of improv today, and that's turned out to be true. Definitely true. I'm like grabbing my, trying to get the splinter out of my hands midstream. I can uh, take over, and you can go like wash no. soap and water, and I can do magic tricks. <laughs> I don't know any managers. That's how you lose followers, Micah. (laughs) Charlie, would you turn us off if if I did magic tricks for two minutes? Yeah, you got to answer that. I think that's a good good question. It's good to know our limits. Yeah. In in a way, magic is an abstract sport. Yes, I would say. Charlie said no, he'd love it. Well, Charlie's weird, though. Just kidding, Charles. Just kidding, Charles. I love you, man. No, I'm I'm totally kidding. I love magic. Like the guy at the bar here in town that does the magic tricks every time. I'm like, I don't know the guy. You don't? Well, no. we're I've only been back him. like two months. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We'll have to go find him yeah. and have him do some tricks for you. See, that's how you lose followers. <laughs> you call you them tell people weird. they're weird. Well, y'all know I'm weird too. I, you know that's not an insult. Love you, Charles. <laughs> um, but I do appreciate some good magic. I mean, our our, our boy Cody can do some magic. That boy's just good at everything. Yeah, he is. He's a savant. Um, so some news that also broke today, that, you know, sort of along with the D Wade thing of him signing his deal, which I think actually happened late yesterday. I don't, I don't know which, but can you believe he's only taking two point three million? By the way, well, that's what he's taking from the Cavs. Yeah, LeBron's probably like, hey, what if I buy you a house in Cleveland? So. <laughs> Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, just you can live next to me. You can just move in with me. How about that? Don't yeah. even have to pay rent. There's all there's all these rules and not not paying your teammates and stuff. <laughs> Venmo. Everybody uses Venmo. I just wanted to give D Wade a a two point four million dollar gift. Yeah, it's a every gift. two weeks. Like <laughs> nothing they can do about it. Or L A when they leave together. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Wade retires after this year. Yeah. Hmm. I think he 
Man, he's going to try to ride it out as long as he can. If they're super successful this year at the Cavs, I think he'll probably stay for at least another year. But I think it just – it's kind of hard telling with that guy. I thought he was done a couple of years ago, but he still keeps moving. Um, so I would love to see LeBron and D-Wade in, in L.A. Um, I mean, they do have Lonzo at the point, D-Wade at the two. LeBron at the three or four, whatever. He can play whatever he wants, honestly. So um, LeBron at the one, Ball at the at the one <laughs> and a half. Yeah. Charlie says his knees were done a couple of years ago. Ba-da-da. Ba-da-ba. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think Wade retires, especially especially if Cleveland wins a championship, which they won't. Uh, he'd be done. Hot take. Hot take. Hot topics. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, some other news that broke. I keep on trying to transition to the next thing, and I get distracted by another thing I heard of. Um, but in the NCAA basketball world, Ooh. Rick Pitino, coach of the Louisville Cardinals. Louisville Cardinals? Is that right? Yeah. Lowell. Lowell. The Lowell Cardinals. Lowell. 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 Um, also, the athletic director are allegedly on the way out due to a scandal. Um, apparently, Pitino was taking bribes. Mm, no. No? That's what I thought. An assistant coach was. Oh, and he was like, t- not paying, like pretending not to look. Pretty much, just like the other scandals he's been involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of strike three is why he's gonna lose his job. So it was uh, the whole scandal was like there was five assistants at various universities: Auburn, Arizona, Oklahoma State, Louisville, and some other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the assistants were taking the bribes. And the bribes were to influence high school recruits to come to their school. Yeah, from uh, one was from Adidas, so to influence the future star to go to the Adidas school and then eventually sign with Adidas. Uh, yeah, Charlie just said, prostitutes, strippers, and corruption. The Louisville store on 30 for 30 in two years. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw a clever clever name for the 30 for 30 on a... On a forum i'll have to look that up it was pretty funny yeah no there's gonna be there's gonna be a documentary about it i'm sure wasn't that uh, that is <clears throat> the prostitutes and stuff wasn't that actually one of the ones in the past yeah that's that's one of like the three things he's been uh been in trouble for is it just kind of turned a blind eye to um it was like what they call it pay for pay for sex or something yeah uh, sex for pay or sex <laughs> for play yeah sex for play <laughs> something weird yeah they got their players and recruits prostitutes and uh, Patino was like, "Oh, I didn't know that was happening." And then the the NCAA investigation was like, "You knew." Wow. <laughs> you just didn't stop it. You didn't. You didn't do it, but you didn't stop it. Right. And so they slapped him on a, on the wrist with some uh, some postseason bans, and they came back, and now this happens. Here they are again. So, uh, well, that could be the fall of a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, NCAA basketball. But the good news is, is that Patino can stop moonlighting as a vampire. And go back to being a vampire 24-7. Because <laughs> he's a vampire. He's kind of creepy. Yeah, he's he's a vampire. <laughs> he's he's a vampire-looking guy. Yeah, next time you see a picture of Rick Pitino, you're going to be like, yeah, he's a vampire. <laughs> uh, but also some other news in, in NCAA basketball. <laughs> Catch up, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. No. I mean, I see it. Like I look at him like, he's got something about him. I don't know what it is. He's Dracula. He's just Dracula. <laughs> Uh, no wonder why he's got tinted windows that are so black. Yep. The sun can't penetrate the inside of his car. Yeah. You can't kill the Louisville Cardinal basketball player. It's already dead. 
Um, but in more basketball news, I mean, this is sort of, it's not really new news, but we just haven't really talked about it. Um, but the Vandals in the big sky for basketball next year. Is that, is that what it was? Yes. They're in the big sky now. Now. Currently, the big sky tournament is in Reno, Nevada. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. And Derp. if you've ever watched a big sky tournament game, it's less than exciting. Um, especially if it's not your team. It's just. No one's in the arena besides the other team and, like, some parents. Yeah, you, you can hear the ball bouncing on the yeah. floor. <laughs> so, starting next year, um, so that would be the 2019 tournament, because it's in the spring. That's right. Uh, the Big Sky tournament will be in Boise. Which is huge. Um, the big thing about that is, I mean, obviously the University of Idaho is in Idaho, and Boise is just about in the middle of the state. And it's the most depending popular. on how you cut it. Yes, um, it's the most populated city in the state, and also it is the biggest alumni base for the University of Idaho Vandals. Uh, we have over like a hundred thousand Vandals that live in Boise, I think. Or I don't know if that's true. Dang it, I should probably fact check that. That might be a gross over. There's a bunch. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't. I'm not sure. There's a hundred k. I think but... we have uh, over a hundred thousand graduates. I think is what the thing is. But I don't know. There's a very large percentage of them that live in Boise. And so that means it's basically home court advantage for us. Um, so it'll be really exciting to see a, an arena, which it would be Taco Bell Arena, right, in Boise? No, they play? they play at uh, either CenturyLink or CenturyLink. Okay. Well, man, I, I'm all over the place today. I can't get anything right. That's why I have you, old buddy, <laughs> to save me. And this is basketball, Kyle. Come on. Well, it's college basketball. I don't, Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. I don't, Lakers, fo- Lakers, I don't Lakers. follow college sports all that much, but, I mean, Lakers. at least I know Taco Bell is a pl- is a thing in Boise. Lakers. <laughs> yes, just keep saying that and then Lakers. get some fans going here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, no, so, I, I mean, I'm super stoked about that because that means we could probably travel to that. And yeah, for sure. And be a part of the festivities and where it's like a – it's not over a long span of time. If we wanted to take some time off work, we could be like, hey, we're hanging out in Boise for a few days. Take a take a Thursday, Friday, and go watch 10 basketball games. Yeah, that's pretty freaking cool. I, mean, I imagine they'd have some sort of pass where you can just, like, enter any game oh, yeah. you want for the you, tournament. You buy, buy a pass and you go whatever. Yeah. So, And we're already going to Boise for a few games, weather pending this year. Or a game. Yeah. Yeah, they play one game in Boise. And then next year they play in Pocatello. Yes. Well, um, they play in Pocatello this year, too. Well, in February. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking of. Because they're, they're already in the Big Sky, so they already played the Big Sky teams. Mm-hmm. They'll play the ISU Bengals, like, February 22nd. So. Sounds like you know what you're talking about. I'll believe you. I need live sports in my life. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's even closer. I mean, Boise's like a... Boise's a day trip. You can go to Pocatello for the evening if you wanted to. Yeah, and come back, come back and, you know, see a different restaurant than what you're used to. Yeah. Check red out Lobster. Yeah, there's a Red Lobster the there. The Applebee's there's... of seafood. <laughs> it's great seafood. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I have for college basketball. I don't, do you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, it, it, it's on the horizon, but that's a long horizon. It's, it's dawn. Quick two words. <laughs> what, college basketball? Or... Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're say, you're saying I thought you had another thing about no, just, college basketball. We don't need to, we don't need to do college basketball because okay. it's it's it's, it's up and coming. There's too many things going on right now. We don't need to. get It's it. football and baseball yeah. still. So okay, I get what you're saying. I'm like, wait, yeah, is it really that secretive? Why are you not telling anybody? <laughs> uh, no, there's, there's nothing to report. There's nothing. Okay, Rick Pitino is 
in trouble. Just water's wet. Just a big bag uh, of trash. Yeah. Yeah, I could use some water. <laughs> oh yes, water. Mm-hmm, water. Just gotta keep your thirst quenched. <laughs> Um, so that does it for basketball. Moving on to the next best thing. And when I say next best, I mean the least best. Baseball! Baseball! Whoa! Dang, that's pretty neat. It's pretty professional looking. Um, but yeah, so baseball, it's almost postseason. It's one week away from that from that time of year. Um, I know the uh, Charlie the Jedi in the chat here on Twitch, I know he's a big Cubs fan. He's uh, rooting for them to win against the Cardinals. Boo! Uh, <laughs> they're trying to clinch a spot, and um, clinch I know the division. They're going to get in. They're, just trying to they're already in, but they're they're going for seating at this point. So that's got to be pretty exciting for uh, Cubs fans to watch. Uh, but we are also going to be going to a game in Kansas City this weekend. Um, I don't know which game, but either way, it's going to be against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And last I saw, they had actually clinched a spot. I don't know if they, yeah, they were clinched a wild card. Uh, so let's check that out real quick on the so, MLB. Yeah, Arizona clinched a wild card, and then it was Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Colorado. Uh, St. Louis being the odd man out. I guess St. Louis and Milwaukee. Let's see, where is it at? So yeah, Cubs are 88 and 69 right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arizona is... Yeah, they're going to be in the second slot going into postseason in the West. No, the the NL West. First wild card. Yeah, NL West, they'll be the first wild card. Yeah. So, Man, for that good of a record, too. I mean, only eight wins off of a hundy stick. And... Well, you can thank L.A. for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Arizona wins the Central if they're in the Central. Yeah, so. it's, it's crazy to see the, the spread across the different divisions in AL and NL, but... Uh, I'm just excited to go to a pro baseball game. I mean, I've been to a bunch of local games here. And uh, what's cool about the Kansas City Royals is that they are the uh, professional affiliate of the Idaho Falls Chuckers here in town. And I've mentioned that several times. But I've thought about tweeting at them. You should tweet at them. And just be like, hey, what can you do for some farm team boys? <laughs> like, Also, abstract sports. Yes. <laughs> uh, I feel like if I promoed, they would be less inclined true, to do it. True, true. So maybe we go about it like, Hey, me and four buddies are coming to the game this Saturday. What We've never we been to the big city. <laughs> what is this about? We'll bring you potatoes. You give us some barbecue, we'll give you some taters. We know they have barbecue. That's all our friend can talk about. He's like, we're going to have barbecue, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, my boss also said that. Charlie the Jedi on Twitch says, one out of way right now. Fly the W, go Cubs, go. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Just rage quit. Yeah. Don't break my equipment, all right? <laughs> I gotta get something to fidget with. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. How are you feeling about the going to the baseball game? Have you ever been to a pro game before? I've been to several. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where at? Uh, Texas and Seattle. So the Rangers and the Mariners. Mm-hmm. I've seen my first ever pro game was in Dallas at the ballpark in Arlington. We watched the Rangers play the Mariners on the 4th of July. Nice. And then I've seen the Rangers play the Red Sox. That game was fun because it had uh, playoff implications. Ooh. It was getting heated. There's a couple hit batters. Watched David Ortiz hit a home run. Nice. Uh, that was pretty cool. Future Hall of Famer. Yep. And then a couple years later, again, I saw the Rangers play the Mariners. Um, I actually saw A-Rod play for the Rangers while he was still with the Rangers. That's uh, that's how far back that really? was. Really? Yep. Wow. 
And then I've not even played for them. <laughs> yeah. And then I've been to uh, Safeco in Seattle to watch the, the Cards play the Mariners two nice. days in a row. That's probably a pretty cool time. It was. It was. I hadn't. I hadn't realized the schedule was still early, and uh, in the season, and I was just looking to look at the card schedule. I was like, oh my god, they're going to be in Seattle. I have to go. Yeah. Because we were in Moscow at the time. That's just a five-hour drive. Mm-hmm. And it was two weeks, so I just told my boss I was going to be sick. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah, sick. Uh, I'm going to be sick. And they're like, all right, fine. And then we went to Seattle for the weekend. Nice. That yeah. sounds like a really good time. Um, I mean, as you can tell, I'm, I feel like I'm the same way as you are about baseball, but about basketball instead. Like, I'm willing to go to a game by myself. Uh, Charlie, I don't know if you heard that, but I'm going to a Lakers game by myself. <laughs> Charlie loves Camden Yards. Baltimore, yeah, that's a Camden Yards is a classic one. Uh, Nats Park in uh, D.C. I really go to Camden Yards. Yeah, I know D.C. is not too far from where he's at, so mm. I think he he likes to. Oh, okay, like got it. Being I, around over there, but sorry. I was thinking like bucket list. Yeah, Charles, I'm going alone to the Lakers game. I'm not wearing a big baller brand shirt or anything like that. I'm not that crazy, but I am going to be wearing an abstract sports shirt. I'll tell you that much. Um, that'd be sick if I could get Lonzo to sign one. Maybe I'll punch a kid to get ahead of him so I can get his autograph. Um, oh, sorry. Just back to the mic. <laughs> that's all right. I actually, I listened back and when the mic looks like it's getting blown out, it actually, mm. it just, it maxes out at decibels and it, it sounds fine. Yeah. I'll have to punch a few kids for Lonzo. I think there's a lot of teens out there that are like, oh my gosh, I want to be like your little brother. Who's <laughs> like 15 and this. You gotta get more airtime for this. Ah, I can't stop, man. Gah. It doesn't help that they're related to the Lakers in a way. So I, I end up talking about it and then it just snowballs from yeah. there. They play for Phoenix and you don't care. But no, what I usually do, I have a, a big Lakers flag that I I try to get signed by anybody I can. And the idea is to try and fill up the entire flag because I think that becomes a novelty item to the players to want to sign it because they're like, I wonder who else is on this thing. And I've got it sort of documented. Uh, not really anybody big, though, which kind of sucks. Um, obviously, Kobe's really, really hard to get an autograph from. And he doesn't come out early, like, for the shoot-around at the beginning. He shoots, like, three hours earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get Jeremy Lin when he played for the Lakers. Uh, Lin Sanity, he had his 15 minutes of fame. But um, other than that, it was, like, Wayne Ellington. Um, I almost got Mark Madsen's autograph. He was on the championship team back in 08, 09. people are. Um, but anyways, I just like drape a flag over the edge and I hope that somebody signs it. So I should like, keep my eye on it. I need to find like a, a string Sharpie on a string. Yeah. I, I do need to do that. Just like dangle it down there and you know, on their way into the tunnel away from everybody else, they can just be like, Oh, Hey, I think that'd be super cool. Um, better than your, uh, your autograph and pencil. Yes. I do have an autograph and pencil of John wall. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the best players in the league right now. Um, he was an MVP candidate, like his second or third year in the league. Super fast guy. Um, I like his game. Plus, he's kind of angsty. It blows your mind how fast he is. Like he looks fast on TV, and then when we saw him play, it was like, "Yeah, we did." Good lord, he's quick. We did see the Washington Wizards play in in Portland one year. They lost. Yes, um, but I did get John Wall's autograph and pencil, and it's still just chilling right back here behind us. So one day when we have a, a decent studio, I'll put that up on display and let's be like hey i still want to get that autographed i want to have him re-sign it in sharpie though i want to like present it to him be like 
hey man, funny story. So you signed this for me when I, when I saw you in Portland once. Can you just trace over your old signature? I think that'd be hilarious. I feel like he'd be like, either, man, you're crazy. Or he'd be like, that's great. You know, just do it for me. So <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> either way, I still have an autograph yeah. by him. Um, but yeah, anyways, looking forward to... We, we, we were just in MLB. We turned back over to the Lakers. <laughs> How did we get there? We're becoming less structured as it comes. Yeah, that's okay, though. Charlie on Twitch says, I remember watching the Mavericks play in the Rose Garden. Uh, that was a good game. I think that was the season that Dallas won or the season directly after. Dirk, Jason Terry. Yeah, that's right. That was the year that he got the tattoo on his bicep of the trophy before they won it, I think. Uh, I just Pretty remember, sure. I just remember um, he, uh, he had a couple clutch threes. Yeah. Um, who else was on that team? Was Steve Nash on? No, he never won a championship. Mm, no. Um, that's pretty sick though Jason Terry the Rose Garden that's what isn't that what it used to be in Portland and then it got changed to the Moda Center yeah yeah I think the year we went was the year they had changed it I'm like I thought this was the Rose Garden Sean Marion City of Roses that's right Sean Marion (laughs) this guy has that like release that comes from like right here when he shoots a three pointer it is the strangest thing to watch like, if they had that, that release available on 2K, I might pick it just because it looks silly. Uh, Chandler. Uh, Wilson Chandler, okay. For the at center for the Mavericks. Yeah, that was a good Dallas team. They were sort of like a, just like the perfect combination because it only happened, they only got one championship there and then it was like on either side of that championship the year before and after, they weren't really... It just, it came together at the right time. And... Yeah, if I remember right anyway. LeBron was the bad guy and didn't know how to handle it. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, so baseball, Kansas City. I'm going to try to put together a vlog for the Kansas City trip as well. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's going to be my first time ever flying. I was about to say that. Uh, so I'm going to have to have my wife help me pack my bags. I don't know what I can have in there and how much of what. Uh, Charlie on Twitch says, just enough experience but not quite too old. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And Dirk's still going strong. I like that guy. He's going. He's going. He still puts up points. He broke a big milestone last year. But uh, but yeah, we're flying. First time ever. Going to have a lot of barbecue food. Go to a baseball game. Shenanigans. And Cloverhook, who was in here last week, I might get to meet up with that guy. Um, Beyond that, time to move into the next segment, which is the biggie. Uh, Graphics. That's yeah. neat. <laughs> That's neat. Uh, so, moving on to a little bit of NFL action. So, I feel like we're going through this podcast way faster than the other ones. People didn't show up to talk like we were hoping. But, I mean, Charlie's here. Shout out Charlie the Jedi on Twitch. Uh, being active in the chat and whatnots. So, the thing that's going on in football right now. First of all, it's Thursday Night Football. The game that we all thought good game. The game we all thought was going to be the biggest disappointment all year. Uh, Niners hadn't scored a touchdown up to that point. The Rams weren't looking super great either. Um, it was several flame emojis. It was a good football game. It got wild in the fourth. Like, and I see. I I checked out of that game early just because of my expectations. Yeah. Uh, but then I saw that Charlie, the Jedi here in our fantasy league, had Todd Gurley in his lineup. Oh. And he had three touchdowns in the first half. Started lighting you up. Yes. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done with this crap. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there ended up being over 80 points in that game. 
Uh, oh yeah, Charlie on, just mentioned on Twitch as if I didn't say it already, but he said he he just basically he's just talking smack that he beat me. <laughs> Charlie, he's still winless in our league and almost uh, repeated for low score of the week. Dude, I'm all over the place now. I've got one league where I'm two and one, which still isn't undefeated, obviously, mm-hmm. and then I'm one and two in this other league that Charlie's in, and now I'm zero and three in our league. I'm everything a bad but, 0-3 in our league. I'm everything but undefeated. Um, <laughs> it's a damn shame. The league that I'm coming hot off of that didn't get restarted this year, I was in the number one or two spot the last two or three years. And so this is kind of depressing, but you know what? He says he knows what he's doing, but... I do, but I'm so busy with other things, I don't really take the yeah. time. And your main guy got hurt, so no one blames you. Yeah. <laughs> David Johnson. Yep. Um, and then Tarek Cohen isn't paying off like I was hoping. Charlie, your Bears need to step it up. <laughs> uh, but what other games kind of stood out to you? Ooh, the Titans game. Ooh. That's right, the Titans fan over Ooh, here. Ooh, the gooey goodness of destroying Seattle. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, it was good. It was fun to watch. Not even as a Titans fan, just as it was a good football game. Yeah. It was a good football game. Um, it's always fun to watch Richard Sherman Oh my gosh. Just get belittled. Um, he was such a crybaby that entire game. If you check out my Twitter, uh, I've, I've liked and retweeted several of the uh, the videos involving him getting, uh, I don't know, embarrassed, I guess. So yeah, he's, he's clearly scared in one of them. Yeah. I think ever since the, the point in the Super Bowl when they lost to the Patriots because of the interception, um, he's kind of had a temper tantrum. I do appreciate his off-the-field stuff with Players' Tribune. He does this one thing, like, once a week where he kind of talks about the status of things in the, in the league and um, how he kind of deals with that as a player. And I, I can appreciate that stuff. Yeah. It helps you um, understand them a little bit more. But uh, on the field, he's turned into, like, this – like, he – if he's not winning, he is extremely hurt about it. Yeah. He's a – I don't know – he represents the entire team, I think, as just, or at least the, the the defense is. They're just undisciplined. Yeah. Like, everybody likes Pete Carroll. I'm sure he's a great coach. He's won a Super Bowl, so obviously he's a good coach. But I think he's a little too much of a, a, a fun uncle figure, a fun dad, where yeah, I can see you that. get away with a bunch of crap, and then it kind of gets out of hand, and he doesn't have enough uh, stay power to rein him in. Yeah, it's, I do definitely do see that quite yeah, a bit. because... Yeah, Sherman hasn't gotten over losing Super Bowl, according to uh, Charlie, and I would agree. So the whole team, really, they were picking fights after the Super Bowl. They were picking fights after the Titans game. and Yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of it was relating back to because of, I mean, there was one play he had, I don't remember which one it was, but then he had a, a late hit on Mariota on, on his way out of bounds. A dirty hit. And uh, one of the, one of Mariota's linemen got in his face, and after the game, he came over to him and he like grabbed him by the beard. Yeah. And he was talking to him like, "You don't do that to my quarterback." Um, Richard Sherman's a big dude, and <laughs> uh, what's his name? It starts with a V. I should know his name because I'm a Titans fan. Is it Werner? Yeah, not Werner. Uh, is it Werner? I don't know. There is a Werner in the league somewhere. Uh, I thought he was on the Titans, but I think he's a corner. Yeah, he's. He's their, their young offensive lineman, but he's gigantic. He's a big dude. Big guy. <laughs> and he, he clearly protects his quarterback no matter what. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the game's over or if it's still going. Um, but, I mean, it, 
was kind of cool to see him get in Sherman's face like that to show, stand his ground and be like, hey, man, you're not acting right. You need to chill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, Even Cam Chancellor was getting on to Sherman like, yeah, bro, <laughs> you need to chill. <laughs> cool it. Like, eh, um, no bueno. <laughs> but that was, that was a good game to watch. I mean, I tend to follow the Titans quite a bit just because of you and my brother, both Titans fans, and sort of an underdog. I also love their branding, their colors. Uh, that's no reason to root for a team, though. But the flaming thumbtacks. The flaming thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. What? Look at their logo. It looks like a flaming thumbtack. <laughs> I guess I can kind of see that now. Uh, <laughs> I like the the short the sword the sword for the T. Mm, yeah, that's very Titan esque. Uh, Time out. And have you looked at the specifics of the Chicago C? No. What about it? Just look it up after this. Okay. <laughs> Is this something everybody else should look up? Yeah, especially if you're like slightly OCD um, and things have to be pretty and like square and even. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Is it just not quite? It's not quite. And it's, <laughs> when they point it out, you can't unsee it. Oh, I see. So I'm sure Charlie knows what I'm talking see, about. See, knowing the shape of that, I have a feeling I know what they did wrong. Like like, just there's like an underbite on the C and it's like different width. And it's, oh. it's goofy. It's really goofy. Man, I've, I've dealt with that before where I... Yeah, Charlie. I Charlie know. knows. <laughs> uh, but, like, I've dealt with that as a designer who gets logo files from people all the time to try and put them in a design. And I'll get in there nice and close to, like, just, you know, I'm paying attention to the details. I get in there and I see that there's, like... So that there's this thing called an anchor point in Illustrator where, like, that's what makes up your shape. Mm-hmm. And there are times where, like, the anchor point should come to a point like this. But there's actually two anchor points, and they're crisscrossed. So up on that point, if you zoom in really close, you see, like, this, this like, overlap. And, like, a they all they meet mm. in the end, but there's an overlap because of their positioning. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. stop it. You stop it. <laughs> um, but beyond uh, good football games... There's an even heavier discussion going on in the sports world. Um, and I was hoping we'd have more people here for this discussion because I think um, it sort of does does the silent protesting a little bit of justice of like, you know, the whole point is to start a discussion about it. It's an uncomfortable discussion at times. But I've talked about this so much in the last few few days, um, you know, with my wife, with Keltron and... Uh, um, you as well. I've talked to, to about this with Jacob and other friends and family, and I've sort of got my way around it quite a bit. And I, there's some points I feel like we ha- I've got to make about it. Um, and, I, and I mean, what I say, I, I'd be happy if you disagree with me. That's fine. We can have a discussion. Yeah, I'll, I'll spitball off you. Yeah. So um, the way that things have gone just to give you a little bit of a timeline. I mean, I mean, a lot of you that are listening right now, you're a sports fan. You've probably heard most of it. Um, and I'm curious to, to hear where everybody stands and everybody's opinion, because it all kind of matters. But, um, I'm, I also want to hear what other people, what people have as solutions to this dilemma that's going on in the sports world right now. Uh, Charlie, the Jedi right now says I'm fully supportive of it, especially after the president's remarks. Awesome. And that's great. Um, and we'll get to that in a, a little bit more in a, in a minute, but to give a little bit of a timeline, like, you know, back August 14th, this is like week one of preseason last year in the NFL. That's when Colin Kaepernick started sitting for the national anthem. Um, 
I actually learned today that he actually sat for the first two games of the preseason, but he didn't get noticed until week three when he was in uniform. And that's when an unintended picture captured him sitting on the bench. Um, which I thought was interesting. Like, it didn't go noticed until he was in a uniform. Yeah. Um, and on a side note there, I saw just recently Aaron Rodgers posted a thing that about, like, media guys who are, like, kneeling and have hats on and they're not paying attention to the national anthem. They're, like, cameras on the players doing their protests this weekend. Mm. And it's like, huh, that is, that is interesting. Like, kind of a double-edged sword there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, where do we draw the line at who and... Yeah, when is it okay? It's like, this guy's doing his job, but it's is it disrespectful that he's uh, doing that instead of paying attention? Um, <laughs> but that's getting a little ahead of ourselves, I guess. But uh, So anyways, he starts protesting back in August of last year. Some other players sort of jumped in with him, and they agree with him. And initially it was a silent protest backing the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which has a, that's a whole other can of worms, really, like, there's another division about that that's, yeah. that was going on, um, some violence involved. But then, but this is like a silent approach to it, and you and basically he's he was using his platform as a sports icon. Um, I mean, he was a benched quarterback. He wasn't like he's not like the best quarterback at that time. Yeah. But he was using his platform, and he was also using the the center stage of the national anthem to get his message out there, which I think. You know, if you're in a, from a marketing perspective, was a very smart idea. Um, but obviously, he stepped on some toes of people who just saw it as a disrespect to the military. Um, and that's pretty much what the other side of that protest has been is you get people who are, you know, supportive of the cause of, and like wanting to protest with him, and they're doing it in peaceful ways. And and then you see the people on the other side just saying that it's a disrespect to the military. But in reality, the flag means a lot of different things to many different people. It doesn't just stand for the military. Um, it stands for freedom and, and everything in the Constitution that it is, including the First Amendment rights of free speech. Um, well, this country was built on a protest. Yeah. And so it started it all. And so when I saw, like, last, so last episode, I mentioned that the first article of abstract sports was about Colin Kaepernick taking a stand, which is sort of a play on words uh, for civil rights. And when I saw that, like, I mean, I, I, maybe there's some bias involved because I'm a sports fan and I lean towards the, the athletes because I respect them as idols and I know they do a lot for their communities. But um, the thing that gets me is that kneeling for the, the national anthem or sitting to support a cause that you want to raise awareness for, I think is like probably even more patriotic than the other side because the, the, I mean, the other side meaning like disrespecting the military, because that's not the intent of the protest. So, I mean, him exercising his first amendment rights, I feel like is with, it's obviously legal. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that could stop him from doing that is if his team came out with a rule saying that you'll be fired if you do this, because they're a private corporation, they can do that. Um, and then maybe at that point, maybe he's willing to give up his job because he's standing for what he believes in. Um, and Charlie here says on Twitch, I think funnily enough, funnily enough, Michael Bennett's recent run in with the police is a fantastic example of why they take a knee. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of helped spark the discussion even more recently. There's various pods of players who are taking knees or sitting or not 
uh, hand over heart the whole time for different reasons. And then uh, Trump opened his mouth and said what he said, and then everybody's yeah. kneeling. And they're not now. The big protest isn't focused on like pr- police brutality or right. Uh, like Michael it initially Benning. was. Yeah, like it initially was. Now it's like they're, they're protesting Trump. Yeah, they're protesting his remarks of being sons of bitches for uh, exercising their First Amendment right by kneeling for the national anthem. Yeah. And the thing that really rustles my jimmies about that one is that he says it's disrespectful to the military. And, and this is me being unneutral here, but come on, you got to look at the cards, man. Like, this is coming from a guy who said that John McCain was a loser for getting captured yeah. in Vietnam. And he was a prisoner of war for five years. And he didn't want to come home until the other all the other troops were heading home. Something I don't know how that worked, but hot take. Hot topic. Hot topic. <laughs> my Micah's hot topic or hot take on Trump is that he is he's unfit. Yes. So he's, we are more intelligent than Trump tenfold. Like <laughs> I could I feel like I don't know. I'm I'm just in general we're friendlier people and we can understand people and I feel like we could talk to people better than he can. Yeah. Um uh, Charlie said uh Trump has tweeted advocating burning the flag as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, he said before that that was a peaceful protest and now it's like I don't know. There's that other discussion of when is the right time to protest because you have the Black Lives Matter movement where they were doing like actual in the streets picketing, protesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, violence ensued, and you know that's unfortunate, but it's probably because of people who were outside the movement. I mean, you don't really know. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, but then you have a player kneeling silently, and that's still not okay. Um, He's just uh, Sam Grizzle. Uh, I voted for Trump. He's an embarrassment. Yeah, um, I would have voted for Trump too. I didn't vote. Sorry, get at me. Uh, <laughs> don't at me. Don't at me. No, <laughs> I probably would have too. Um, I would have voted for Trump. I mean, it was really a race between a douche and a turd sandwich. I mean, had everybody written in Spider Man just to see who we got. You know, maybe something would have changed. Or but Harambe. Harambe. I, I did see some votes for Harambe. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was it was a sad time in the nation, and it's just gotten sadder, but. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to draw out the discussion that far, but no. but there are so many different angles looking at it too, and, and I I think kind of the I don't know if it's a funny point to be made or if it just kind of sums up the whole Trump relationship to the NFL. I don't think he gets it. He, no, I think he still thinks they're kneeling to protest the flag. Yeah, even though anybody could be like, "No, it's you, jackass!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what you said? Yeah. Do you know what you said? Do you know you? It's not hard to connect the dots. Like, there, you said this. Now they're all kneeling. It's you. It's not the flag. It's not the anthem. It's not just about protesting. It's you. And there's a message that goes with that. Like, yeah. I mean, to take it back a couple steps. So, I mean, there's the Colin Kaepernick thing. Mm-hmm. Then a whole year goes by. Uh, Golden State Warriors win the championship, and then comes time for the Warriors to go to the White House. Uh, and Charlie says, decades ago he was turned down from owning the Buffalo Bills too. I think he has a better relationship with the NFL. Oh, yeah, he holds grudges. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, he's a businessman. He probably is still effed up about that. He's a he's a businessman. He, he never wanted for anything in his life. 
he got his start by taking out a million dollar loan from his dad. He's always been a rich kid. He's always got what he wanted. Several bankruptcies. Several bankruptcies. He's a, He's a yeah, character. He, he probably holds grudges. Um, anyway. But anyway, so, I mean, it comes time for the Warriors to get in. I mean, they the invite was out on the table mm-hmm. for them to come to the White House, and they were discussing it as an organization if they wanted to go or not because of the things that the president has represented and or basically they don't feel like they're represented in the white house and so they were they wanted to make a statement by not going and on the jump with rachel nichols and paul pierce they asked him about whether he how he felt about that and they precursed that with um saying that kevin durant's already made it very clear he wasn't going to go or didn't want to go and then steph curry's like well if it was my own decision i know we have to make a team decision a little bit later this week he's like i feel like i think we're actually meeting tomorrow but if I had to say, I'd say, no, I don't want to go. I just feel like I'm not represented. And that's the gist of what he said. Um, and then at 5 in the morning the next day, Trump comes out and tweets and say, he says, uh, Steph Curry, Stephen Curry is hesitating. And um, he, it's, an honor. it's an honor to be to and a privilege to come to the White House to respect what it represents. Um, and Stephen Curry is hesitating, therefore invitation withdrawn. And I loved LeBron's description of that was, it's basically like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the party. And then the person who's throwing the party finds out and they're like, you know what? Invitation withdrawn. You're not coming. You can't come anymore. It's like, I didn't want to go anyways. So it's just, it's very petty of him as a president. And so you have that that happens with Steph Curry. And then... He comes out, like, tweets about Steph Curry, and then Thursday Night Football, there were, like, I think, like, nine protesters or mm-hmm. something like that. And he says that they're sons of bitches, and he goes out in, in front of Al- an Alabama crowd, was it? Yeah, it was some sort of uh, get-together rally thing they were doing. It's a presidential rally for his next campaign, which is... God help us. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, and he calls them sons of bitches, and he basically says, how would it be if one of the owners just... You know, anybody who protests the anthem, just like, you're fired. Get that son of a bitch out of here. And the crowd went wild at this event. And I'm just like, if words could denounce rights, do you realize what that's doing to people? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can only read so much into words. But when he says that, you have a, a league full of uh, people who believe in this silent protest that's been going on for a long time. And they are like brothers. They're like family. And people who are Trump supporters, I mean, uh, Sam Grizzle on Twitch here says, American ancestors served and died for that flag. Respect them. Hold your rally somewhere else. Um, and I, I think that you're, you're talking about the protests on the flag. And um, I can understand that angle. I'll come back to that in a second. Um, but I've seen, I mean, even Rex Ryan, who uh, introduced Trump at a rally, he supported him. He voted yeah. for him. All this stuff. He he said this on air recently. He comes out and he says, the the way that he talks about those guys who are silently protesting, he's like, these are guys of character who do a lot for their communities. Those are not the th- like that type of description is not the type of people I know in the locker room. So people who even supported him within the NFL, uh, including Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. um, are coming out and saying that the words that he's using are very divisive. Um, and I just don't think you mess with the sports world when it comes to equality or um, attacking it in a divisive manner like that, especially when, when race is the main discussion at hand. Ooh, yeah. um, and so 
at that point when he made his remarks like about them being SOBs, that's when the conversation shifted from it being a Black Lives Matter backed movement. Um, and it's more about just generally equality and anti-oppression of minorities, uh, all these different things. Um, Charlie says, American ancestors also died under that flag without any rights, no matter who, who fought for it. Yeah, and see, and that's where I think it's, it's, it's all about the intent of what the, the protest is about. Yeah, they're not protesting the flag. They never were. No, it's nothing, nothing, it's nothing like that. I mean, let's see, who was it? Our friend Mick, he made a really great observation that I'm going to share right now. So on Facebook, he left a comment on our Facebook page about a post that I mentioned. I'm like, you know, this is important to the sports world, so we're going to bring it up. Um, and he said that he doesn't like the, di the dichotomy that's going on, whether you, if you stand for the national anthem, you hate minorities. You know, that's yeah. like the quick assumption people make. Yeah. Or if you kneel for the national anthem, you hate the troops. When it's really not that quick of an assumption, it's way more complex yeah. than that. There's more to it. There's bigger depth. Yeah. And the way that I like to describe it is that, you know, I can guarantee a hundred percent of the players who stand for the national anthem actually do not hate any minorities. They're in a league that is made up of, of minorities. Yeah. Um, Listen to uh, Mike Tomlin's little yeah little spiel he did, and and then it's good. It's good. and then you look at the other side where people who kneel uh, during the national anthem, I guarantee zero of them are not supportive of the troops. Yeah. Like they're all the 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 intent of this this uh, silent protest is not to protest the military. They have nothing to do with what the initial cause was for. It's about oppression and making sure that people know that there are some unequal things happening in the world. And this is their way of raising awareness. Yeah. I was talking to my wife, Bektar, about this. Um, Bektar Keltron, if you didn't know. <laughs> and I, she, she was, she was kind of like, well, this is stupid. Why are they doing it? I asked her, I said, well, when do you want them to protest? They're using the stage they have to get a message out. In this case, it's been like Trump now. Yeah, it's been about other things. About. But when do you want them to do this? Do you want them to stand on the interstate and block traffic? No. Where somebody can hit them with a car? Yeah. I disagree. Do you want them to come, uh, you know, hold a rally in your neighborhood? Probably not. They're doing a silent protest before the game when there is going to be coverage so that the message gets out. Can't do it at halftime because they're in the locker room. Can't do it after the game. Can't do it during the game because they have a job to do. It's a silent protest, which they have every right to. When would you like them to get their message out? And people say, use your own platform. That is their platform. Well, I mean, that that's part of their, that's like their. Yeah, I'm not arguing. With yeah, no, I know. I'm not saying you are, but I mean, yeah. like, that's the their stage. That's where all the eyes are. Yeah. But when they say, use your platform, okay, think about it. Their fan base are people who already agree with them. They, they, they're trying to bring awareness to people who are not seeing what they're seeing. So if they share it with their fan base already, they already know what it's all about. He's probably shared things on his Facebook about it. People are aware, but you've got to take it into a place like NFL Spotlight where the majority of viewers are white males and let them know that something is wrong. And I get the the notion that, you know, it's a disrespect to the military. I, I see the angle on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I get how you think it's that. Yeah. But it's all about the intent. It's it's kind of like art. Like you see, I mean, I know a lot of people who will look at art on a wall 
like from an original artist that's really famous and you know like picasso one of his earlier mm. works or something and they're like or like jackson pollock for example you look at that and it just looks like a mess of paint that he sprayed on the campus on the canvas but it has so much more meaning than just that yeah like i mean just to put it in perspective uh, till i'll try to relate it back to the the whole flag thing is like so this painting of Jackson Pollock is literally paint splattered on on the canvas. It's representative of his motion. So like when he's making this painting, he's actively moving. So it, it paints a visual in your head of how he made it. Um, he also was going through PTSD. He had psychological issues and it was therapy for him to get paint on the canvas. Mm -hmm. And so it's like people will look at a painting and just kind of judge it as like, that's crap. Art. Yeah, and, and you relate it back to the flag in a way, and it's like, there's so much more going on with that than meets the eye. And the thing with art is that it's very subjective. You can look at it how you want. You can take bits and pieces of it from the, from it. Um, the flag is sort of a similar thing, I feel like, at least the way that we're seeing it, Yeah, is that people at, see it as military. Yeah, at face value, these guys hate the military, hate the flag. That's what it is. Yeah. But you can't take it at face value. Yeah, you've got to look a little deeper than that. You've got to educate yourself on the other side and um, be willing to step out of the comfort zone to learn a little bit about it. Yeah, and it's not a comfortable spot to be. No, it's not. I mean, watching all these interviews with people, it's, it's very unnerving, but I can't stop watching them because I'm being educated. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I saw a, a really good video from this guy who is very much of the, the notion that the flag is, I mean, the protest is not about the flag. It's not just, they're not just protesting to protest. Yeah. Um, it's not about the military. But, and he was like, it's just the way that you're doing it. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, so he's saying that you're kneeling during the national anthem. Okay. And then you see Jerry, Jerry Jones come out and they kneel before the anthem. So the anthem can still be on its normal stage, mm -hmm. but the message is still sent out. Um, and Jerry Jones wanted to fire anyone that kneeled during the national anthem. So for him to kneel with his team goes a long way to tell you that it's not about the flag. Yeah. It's not about the flag. It's not about the troops. And I think when the owners and coaches started yeah. getting involved, that's when change can really happen, especially, I mean, you, you think about a company. The only way that things can change is with the higher up or the administration side yeah. of it um you need to back your people and so i think that's a good step in the right direction and honestly with all the attention that it's got it's really polarized people and that's like people were saying that trump's words were, were div divisive and that's seriously what it is i have family and friends on my facebook page who were saying i'm done with sports like it's about the military like you can't disrespect the military and it's like you how can you it's hard to reason with them but you have to say you have to think about it <laughs> yeah it i'm sure a lot of you've seen it on facebook but Everybody there's this, this quote like, going around that if you didn't already know the perspective it, it goes back to rosa parks and her protest sitting in the front of the bus said players kneeling if you think players kneeling for the flag is them protesting the flag then you think Rosa Parks was protesting the transportation department. That's a that's a great comparison. That's kind yeah. of how how simplified it's gotten. Yeah, it's it, it's face value. Everyone's taking things at face value, knee jerk reactions. Um, that's just what it is. Yeah, it's, you got to look past that. It's it's much deeper. It's much more uh, 
complex than that. Yes, I agree. I encourage all of you to look up uh, what's Greg Popovich's interview. Yes, he talks about white privilege, and yeah. he gives a great com- analogy there, too. Um, Sam Grizzle on Twitch says, look at me, platform. Nothing about real life. Gee, let's see all the cop versus black suspect shootings that comes from this. I'm sure then kneeling will result in fewer shootings. Well, no, it's not about that. It's it's about generating a culture that is accepting of everybody. And the police brutality is something that had to be, have attention brought to it. And I think it's gotten that attention. And there have been several um, police... What, what's the word I'm looking for? Police departments across the country who are implementing more educational aspects to their department to teach their police when is the right time to fire when you should do this when you should do that so a lot of good things have come from it um and that can lead to less shootings the idea is to raise awareness so that they can drive home a point and then change happens um charlie says nothing about real life your life or the other people's you simply don't understand (laughs) okay yeah so i mean discussion going on in the chat is great um but the, the way I see it is that it's generated so much awareness and it's polarized people one way or the other. There's really, it's, it's kind of hard to reason with people when it's, they're set in their way. Yeah. Um, I mean, the best thing you can do is listen and try to understand them, put yourself in their shoes. And I've done that and I just feel like I haven't had the same reception from the other side. So what I would love to see happen, and this is kind of getting into next week, um, next week's question that I, I wrote up here and this is going to be a maybe a controversy but I want I want to tell you what I think my solution would be right now there's been a lot of awareness raised yeah very very polarized everybody wants to see what this is about I feel like and what I think the best thing that, that could happen is if they the players and the coaches and the owners went in a similar direction of what Jerry Jones took it where they maybe protest together as opponents on the field before the national anthem. They like one thing I loved about their protest. I mean, just to take it back just a second was that the Cowboys stepped out on the field facing the other team's sideline. They didn't get in a circle to be like, this is a team thing. It's only about us. They, they developed a line that was facing the opponent's side that was welcoming them to participate. I mean, whether that was their intention or not, I think that was a smart move because Closing yourself in a circle within one team is like saying, this is our thought, Yeah. but we're not welcoming of others. Mm-hmm. We wanted to keep it open to all the other teams. And so... Do you like that more than staying in the locker room? I, I like that more than staying in the locker room because staying in the, the locker room... I mean, the, the whole point of doing the national anthem with the players on the field is that it shows patriotism. Yeah, true. And I think that's what a great thing about American sports is the patriotism and the camaraderie that it brings to our country. It can bring us out of the darkest times. Like... I mean, look at Hurricane Katrina and when the, the Saints came out of that. Yeah. They brought their city back together in a time when it was in rambles, um, just mentally. <laughs> and so I think doing this on the field, it still is getting the message out there. Um, and it reminds people that this is still a discussion that needs to happen. And honestly, this this could end up becoming like a tradition and less of a protest. Yeah. That it's just something you do to remind yourself that you're all in, in this together um, whether your opponents on a professional football field, you're still human. Yeah. Um, and so what my solution would be, did you want to add to something? No, no, no. Okay. It's, it's not worth noting. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure it is, but, um, my solution would be with all this awareness they've raised, 
the NFL Players Association should develop like an offshoot nonprofit that is something like, I looked this up to see if it was a thing and it already is, but it's, I was thinking like for unity, you know, something like create a nonprofit that has the message of creating togetherness within communities. Um, but that already exists and it seems like it has a similar message, but it's already started. So maybe they could pile on, but what they should do is they sh each team should give their players an outlet to carry out their protests into an active, engaged discussion in their communities, talking about civil liberties and the, you know equality and things they can do to just welcome other people, regardless of their race, religion, uh, color of your skin, your gender, whatever it yeah. is. And they should document it. And I don't mean document like we want to make sure you're doing the right thing. Yeah. But more like... We want to like show everybody what it can do to get involved in your community and raising the awareness that, that they have at this point and going into that can have a huge impact, um, but then generate like a huge docu documentary out of it where every team does this for an entire year. Um, maybe like once every two weeks or once a week they go out and their camera crew comes with them and you can turn it into this huge documented thing that makes a direct impact on the community with the youth and teaching them that we're all human. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the youth are the ones that don't think that we're different. The the really young youth. Yeah. It's more like when you're developing into a teenager, young adult, um, where these these like characteristics need to be developed a little more. Um, Charlie the Jedi on Twitch says, not to be too political, but I think it's great when athletes take a responsible and respectful method using their sport to elevate a cause or movement. Yeah, and that's that's the whole point of the sports platform. I mean, most professional athletes have a foundation for a reason. They know they're in a great spot, and uh, they're pretty well-educated dudes. They know where their backgrounds, like where they came from, and how it was hard for some people. They're, they're pretty down-to-earth yeah. real people a lot of times. Yes, and, and so they, I mean, they don't want to come off as like just an idol in this untouchable icon that kids will never meet or something they love to get out in their communities and show that they are real people and that you can achieve the same things i have um it's not me tooting my horn but it's me saying that things are freaking possible man yeah um and so i think connecting with kids on a real level like that can make a huge impact on a community i mean like i just think if i ever met kobe bryant when i was growing up and i, I would just be in awe i'm like okay i'm gonna do better at everything now because i, got, I met my idol and and he's done big things, you know. So, I don't know. This discussion could go on for a long time, but I feel like I'm rambling at this point. But I'm I'm very interested to see where this goes in the next next few weeks, especially after the way Jerry Jones presented it on Monday night. Yeah. Um. I don't know what what can you think of a better? I mean, well, I guess we could save it for the for next week's question because it's going to be a very in depth one. I don't. I don't know. I I don't have a problem with the kneeling during, before, after. Uh, the only thing that I had a problem with through this whole thing was Lashawn McCoy stretching during the national anthem. Yeah, that I had a problem with that, but you know, that's and me. Shannon Sharp actually said something about that. He was saying that uh, he didn't agree with the kneeling either. Uh, he thought that it was a disrespect to the flag, just like every other person was saying. But then he was like, now instead of kneeling with your team and showing unity like they're trying to do you're over here stretching he's like that's even more disrespectful yeah that's that's just selfish yeah so um yeah a lot of people 
say it's disrespectful to the flag. I get it. I totally do. But it's not about the flag. It's not. It's not. It never was. So. And if I think you should be open to listening to what other people have to say. Um, I mean, we are understanding of where you're coming from with the whole flag point. I have a problem with those who kneel and those who don't have a problem with it. Sorry. <laughs> Sam Grizz says, wrong Twitch channel for me. Hey, man, that's fine. I mean, you don't have to agree with us. We're here to have a discussion. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Yeah, it's, a, it's the same thing. I think that it should encourage more discussion rather than kill it. Um, so I'm sorry if we're not the one for you, man. But um, I just... I just don't think you come at the sports world with an equality issue and, and not be willing to educate yourself on the other side and be understanding. Um, and I, I feel like we're being super neutral. We're trying to be. We're trying to be super neutral. I mean, we, we definitely took some shots at Trump, but... You, you could even look at it as the fact that they're kneeling during the anthem. You could even have it as a respect for the flag thing because they have the right to do that because of the flag. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, that, yeah, that's kind of a stretch, but well, no, that's the simple. That's like the simple thing that everybody's been saying that it's their right to do. Yeah, it. you have a right to do that, and that flag represents that right for you to do that. And the military fought for you to have the right to do as you please as an American, have those freedoms. And so, I'm sorry if we're not the one for you, man. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> I knew it was going to get a little heated, at least with somebody. Yeah, but it, I mean, you're not going to make everybody happy. That's not possible, but. Right. If you have a problem with the kneeling protest, you have a problem with all protests. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> and you have a, a, a right in the Bill of Rights that says you can protest. You have a freedom of speech. And if you want to take that away from somebody, they're going to take it away from you. And I guarantee you don't want a right taken away. Facts. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Any, um, anything you want to protest, somebody, somebody wants to take that away from you, you're going to have a problem with it. Like, we could be living in a country that doesn't allow you to have internet on a day-to-day -day basis. We wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. And we wouldn't be able to have an educated discussion about something that's very much a problem in our country. Um, whether we see it directly in our community or not, it's affecting me because the sports world is something I grew up in. And there's actually one other point I want to make after I mention Charlie here. Uh, Charlie says, compare the kneeling to what happened not far from me in Charlottesville. Seriously. <laughs> like... It's like two ends of the spectrum. And yeah. when is it like, uh, anyways, um, one point I did want to make to really try to connect equality back to sports. I mean, sports have been a front runner for inclusion and equality and uh, not, I don't know what the other word is. There's another word there. Acceptance, it, acceptance, yeah. openness, all these things. Um, they've been on the, the cutting edge of social, welcomeness there's another yeah. word there i can't remember what it is but inclusion and acceptance and equality and if you think about a a sport or a game mm -hmm. i mean people say they played it's a game and these guys are making a big woo-ha about my national anthem it's just a game why are they even making a big deal out of this you know well think of it this way okay we as americans all have the same rights the same right to pursue happiness and um freedom of speech and all those things Protest. look look at like football or basketball or baseball as a level playing field it's equal for everybody on the field it's just a matter of you going out there and trying to do your best to beat the other person and get the win yeah. and 
it's kind of relating it back to, you know, having the freedom to start your own business and try to become a millionaire. Um, you, the, the American dream. Yeah. It's a level playing field for everybody. It's about what you do with your time that sets you apart from other people. And so if you look at sports and compare it to life, there are so many com- comparisons. Like there are rules you have to play by just like there are laws in human real life. Yeah. Um, and the teams are made up of all different types of people, just like our, our communities are made up of different people. Um, and I mean, they have it separated, which I think is kind of an interesting comparison. You have AL, NL and baseball, similar to how you have Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. Um, so like you have op- opposition, um, but once politics gets thrown in the mix, that like really messes things up. Um, and so when I see that happen in sports where everything is supposed to be equal and all inclusive and welcoming, that's not cool with me. Like I want to see some unity, whether, <laughs> I mean, obviously you want to see it silently, but the thing that everybody always says that when you have such divisiveness, it ends up in a violent war or revolution. Mm-hmm. And I would rather it be the silent version yeah. of whatever it, it may be. Um, Charlie says, compare the kneeling. To, oh, you already said that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's a really interesting comparison that nobody has mentioned out there. And I think it should be looked at a little bit further. But uh, anyways, should we digress and move on to <laughs> something? I, I don't know. That, I mean, we were we knew that this was going to yeah yeah be the main hot topic of the night yeah uh, i wish we had more people talking yeah uh, i know it's it's too bad i know there are some people who said they were going to show up but they probably have other obligations yeah like, well, and i, life, I totally understand that life and job life gets in the way i mean come here to listen to a couple of schmoes talk about um things that are that are uncomfortable, uncomfortable. to talk about <laughs> so i don't know i i, I want to say thanks for coming here and doing this with me though because mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there like I'm offended. Oh my gosh! Now you, talk, you are. You talked about this. This is about sports, Kyle, and only <laughs> sports. Do your song and dance, and don't do anything else. It's abstract sports, bruh. Do your no. <laughs> no it's not. It's not political sports. It's bring, abstract. Bringing sports back. Can't to believe life. this guy. No. Politics are a part of life. Oh no. no. I don't like politics that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like them enough to talk about the issues that move me, and in good and bad ways. So. Um, I definitely appreciate the discussion for what it was. Uh, you know, just a few people being here is fine with me. Um, but let's move on to a little bit of college football. I don't really think we have much to say there. Uh, Vandals actually got a win. They did. Overtime. Double uh, overtime. Double overtime. A couple of rain delays because of lightning. Well, lightning delays, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then, other than that, it's still Alabama and Clemson and then everybody else. Um. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's not a top four this season. It's yeah, Alabama, Clemson, anybody, just, yeah. just poo. Yeah, um, but I mean that pretty much concludes all of the the bulk of the podcast today. Um, Turn into a long one. Talk about how awful Boise ooh, State is. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, Virginia doesn't win that often, and Boise doesn't lose that often on the Smurf turf. They got the butts kicked. I actually didn't Ooh. see the score. What was it? I forget the final. Yeah. I'll Google it. I'm going to use my Google machine. It wasn't close. Uh, Virginia. I mean, it, it didn't even look like it was a fluke win. It was... Oh, my. They got stopped. 
I was actually bowling when this game was happening, and I, I kept seeing Virginia's score, but I'm like, Boise's got to be right there. I mean, they usually are. Yeah. But. Well, 42 to 23 on the Smurf turf. On the Smurf turf. And Damn, that feels ugly. It is ugly. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, you would get that. Yes, you would. You probably should just go follow him right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Idaho and Boise State are rivals. We went to Idaho. So, Boo Boise. Boo. Yay sports, Boo Boise. <laughs> Yay education, but Boo Boise. Um, you know, for what education they have. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, another can of worms there for you. <laughs> another controversy. Yeah. They, they would be offended if they could read, but. Oh, snap. <laughs> Actually, I've seen a meme of, you know, it's like, meanwhile at Boise State, and it shows some kid finger painting. And I'm like, hey, now. Don't mess with the arts. <laughs> hey, now, Boise eats the paint. Yeah, so. <laughs> they should have a different thing for it then, dang it. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Talk about dividing people. Man, that got hate. Yeah, we, we went right down the Trump hole with hate there. Just, hate Boise State. Boo. Can't believe they play on a blue field. It's so an American. Football fields are green, goddammit. <laughs> That's the color of Don't grass. Don't mess with the grass. It's not... Did they think they were being funny? It's bluegrass, get it? The maintenance teams in the U.S. who keep the fields green are deeply offended by your blue field. You're giving them a bad name. You should tell all those blue field sons of bitches they're fired. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Joke aside, that's kind of... That's kind of what it is. Those who are offended by the kneeling, they think it's about the flag. Yeah. (laughs) Just to sum it up for you that uh, my joke is not far from the argument hey there are there's a lot of truth in humor yeah there's a ton of truth in humor and that was a good example of it man we'll have to play that back sometime yeah. uh maybe we'll make a highlight of it on here you're, you're on ignorant blue fields sons of guns <laughs> and hashtag boise state make sure we get some people to look at it um hashtag trump's the boise state bronco <laughs> so last week <laughs> Oh my gosh. Woo! I wonder what kind of, I mean, it's a good thing there's not a, well, actually, that's, I shouldn't say that. I wish there was more engagement on our posts and our our our, our streams and our social media and stuff. Take um, it, friends. Because, man, this, I'm going to have to do some more word of mouth, hand out flyers. I'm going to go to Walmart tonight and start putting flyers in people's windshields. We'll just do what those kids were doing at the football game and just, windshield, windshield, windshield. <laughs> yeah. But when someone does that to my car, I'm like, no. Just automatically. Now I really don't want to. I didn't know about it before, but now I don't. How can we seal their their love? Give some candy, tape it to the paper. Oh, we got to do something fun. We got like a drone or something that gets their attention and you drop it. It, Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't force it on people by putting it on their cars. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Make it optional. Yeah. Yeah. Cats are trying to get in. That means it's time to almost go. Uh, (laughs) You ask me if I want a sticker, and I say yeah, and then I'll look at it. You put that sticker on my car, I'm mad at you. I mean, generally, if you go up to somebody and you're like, hey, can I talk to you about this project I'm working on? Mm-hmm. They'll be like, sure, yeah, you go get her. And then you tell them your idea. And it's, if you think it's cool and you're excited about it, I bet you they think it's cool too. And maybe they'll look at it. Maybe we should, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'm going to go out on the streets this weekend and be like, hey, can I uh, tell you about my project? While you guys are sleeping in Kansas City, I'm going to be on the streets handing out flyers. Next summer, we're going to have a farmer market. 
booth. There you go. For all the little do a ladies live show. getting their veggies. Do a live show. For... We're live at the farmer's market. Yeah, very sports related. For the pumpkin growing contest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Funny thing about pumpkins is that people call basketball pumpkin. There's our there's our connection. See? Something all everywhere. All related. <laughs> so, anyways, that brings us to the question of the week from last week. Uh, we asked you, do you think high school sports are important? Why or why not? And the last podcast, we did talk quite a bit about that. And uh, part of the title of the podcast was The Importance of High School Sports. Um, and so we wanted to ask you and get your opinion. And uh, we had good old Clay Boy. Not Clay Boy. It's always Clay. Your boy Clay your boy on YouTube. Clay. Um, let me pull that up real quickly. Real quick lag. Real quick lag. Uh, by the way, since we've been doing the live Twitch streams and posting people videos on YouTube, we've been getting more and more views. So oh. um, that's why are my notifications not showing up? There it is. Let's see, where's his answer? Dang, Clay. He like listens to it and he just comments as he as he hears it. He goes. So Clay's answer to the question of the week on do you think high school sports are important? Why or why not? He says, yes, definitely high school sports are important. Aside from intangibles that kids can develop or require, a shout out intangibles, these kids can also play well enough to go to college for free, which can be a great benefit for so many people. Also, sports also give kids and parents alike lessons learned about general life skills, such as time management, communication, etc. Hashtag play all day, yo. I like that answer. He mentions the intangibles. He talks about things that you can relate back to life, much like abstract sports does. So, very nice. Yes, I, I'll i give my answer. I think high school sports are very important. Um, it, it makes kids focus on more than one goal. It gives them... Uh, a chance to pursue a passion that is unre unrelated to uh, the monotony of going to school every day. Um, and it's a fun thing that you can make friends doing. Um, and I've, I've mentioned to people before that if you don't feel like you're included or like you don't feel like um, if you don't have enough friends or you don't, you're not uh, doing enough social activities, getting involved with like a community sports team is, can be really big. Um, like I've, I've, joined softball teams i've done city basketball leagues i've done bowling leagues i'm in one right now and you get to meet a lot of really cool people especially at an older age um like i've actually talked to people and i've got projects like web design projects from them to um, help them out with their ideas and that's something i love doing and the fact that they have an idea makes me excited about it so um those are the types of connections that can happen with sports in high school, it's more about making friends and, and learning how to socialize with other people that you may not have known before. But I think Clay's hitting it right on, this, on the head where he says time management, communication, etc. Um, I've heard arguments out there that high school isn't preparing kids very well for college. It's, it's not. It's really not, it's not, especially in Idaho. Yeah. Um, but things like sports can help fill in the gaps where classes don't. Like, sure, you have... You can get some time management, but usually you kind of stick to yourself in a class. Mm. You do your homework. Um, you know, they, they say book smart for a reason. Um, but then you have things like time management, communication, putting yourself out of the shell, um, trying to perfect a craft that is not a math formula. Yeah. Um, and, and working as a team, which I think is very important. You start to understand um, other people's roles, and you can take that out of the sport and connect it to something in real life where mm -hmm. like, okay, I noticed this person isn't very talkative. 
maybe I should try to start a conversation with them and get to know them a little bit, and then I can understand why. Um, but yeah, I think high school sports are very, very important. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I give long answers to everything. Yeah. Uh, same reason. Life skills. Um, high school doesn't prepare you for really anything. Um, except if I have four apples and give Kyle two, how many do I have? I have a friend. That's what I have. Uh, Aww. <laughs> That was an unexpected. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> wait, is that were you coming on to me just now? No. If I have four apples and give you two, what do I have? A friend. No. Why uh, can't we be friends? <laughs> no, I. High school is easy for me. Um, I know that's not the same for everybody. It, it's different strokes, different folks. My first year of college, holy bleep. <laughs> That's another thing we need. We need a bleep beep. button. Yeah. I was not prepared. Failed a class. First time ever. Got C's. And it. I had to reinvent myself as a student. Um, didn't know how to manage my time properly. At least as well as I thought I could. High school doesn't do it. And anything, anything that can help you fill in what the classroom doesn't is beneficial. Sports being one of those. And, uh. Everybody needs a group of friends to hang out with, and why not your football team or your basketball team, your baseball team? Mm -hmm. And you're not going to go along with everybody on the team, but I bet you get along with at least two of them. Yeah, I bet you. So, <laughs> um, and I think another thing that I can relate to high school sports is that you do certain activities that help you get to know them even better. So it's not even sports related; it's more just about the people. Yeah. Um, which is what I appreciate the most because that's kind of how. Like when you can connect with somebody on an emotional level, that's when you really understand them and you can work better as a team because you just have this better feeling about how they do things. Um, and so like when I was in college, I did new student orientation leader stuff and we did team builders all the time and icebreakers to make you like wake up in the morning and like get to know somebody when it really takes you out of your comfort zone. Speaking of comfort zone mm -hmm. stuff, like these, these discussions that you don't have every day. Um, and I think that's extremely beneficial. And to give an example of that, even recently I watched a video, or today, watched a video of Blake Griffin, who um, instead of like in the off season, just before training camp and media day stuff started, he's like, you know, we have a lot of fresh faces and you know, I, I thought it'd be really cool to do something different. Instead of like going to the training facility and going to the gym and everybody's starting to get warmed up for training camp. He's like, what? why not go to a different area in the country with just the team, no coaches, no trainers or anything like that. Well, I'll just go get our work in workouts in at this high school in this other city in like San Diego instead of LA. And so it gave them the chance to get to know each other on a very personal level without the coaches around. They can just kind of talk how they talk, uh, be themselves. And it, it forms a better connection when they come back to training camp because there's probably a bunch of inside jokes and everybody knows inside jokes make you feel connected to somebody more like in, more than anything. <laughs> Um, and so, I mean, those types of things can go a long way. Um, obviously the longer you hang out with somebody, the more you'll get to know them. And, um, if you do that in preparation for what's to come in the season ahead in basketball, I think that's a good move. So how you like your eggs <laughs> end on that note, <laughs> just sign out inside jokes. delete your account. Um, so that was the, the question of the week. Uh, the question for next week 
is very much along the lines of what our discussion was today um, with you know the silent protesting and uh, Donald Trump's remarks on that and what he thinks and how it just polarized everybody on the issue. Sam, if you're still in here, this is a good question, and I would like to hear your response to this. Yeah. Honestly, I really would. Yeah, I would, and I, I was hoping, if you're not here, I was hoping you would stick around to hear this because um, I think when something like a protest happens, um, there's a lot of the notion of all talk, no action, mm. um, backing your words up with some action, something along those lines. And so I'm curious to hear what everybody would do as a solution. Proactive. A proactive solution to um, make the silent protest not as polarizing or like I'm trying to think of a good way to word this right now. Like what would be your solution to your help alternative? Yeah, your alternative yeah. or or your way of trying to understand somebody in this situation or what do you think that the players need to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, if that's the issue, if it's the players protesting the national anthem with all the noise that they've made, what would you like to see them do next? Um, I'm curious. Or instead of, in, I hate putting limits on people. I don't want, I'm sure Kyle doesn't want this either, an answer of, well, they should just stand. That's that's not proactive. Yeah, that's that's just like you. You saying you can't protest. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah, and, it, and that's you being not very open-minded. <laughs> yeah. Um, I make these questions as open-ended as I can so that it can try to spark a discussion. And it has been very successful in the past. Um, so I'm curious to hear what your proactive solution would be for the silent protests um, beyond just standing up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my suggestion I had earlier was getting involved with our communities and documenting it and having it be about the idea of inclusion and um, maybe even teaching like sensitive sensitivity training to high schools because there are some kids out there that have mouths on them. They don't realize the repercussions of the things they're yeah. saying to people. Trump. Um, uh, yeah. And got to educate from the youth up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a lost cause. So. Yeah. So, um, and maybe I'll come up with a different solution or I'll add on to that one later. Maybe I'll come up with a logo, pitch it to NFLPA and see what they say. A. Uh, <laughs> Job A. Question mark. A-O-A-O. A -O. Um, so, yeah. Let me know what your answer is to that. You can... If you can't be here for the live show, you can tweet it at us at Abstract Sports. You can comment it on this episode's post on Instagram when it goes up tomorrow. You can get at us on Facebook. You, you see our Twitter account right here. Oh, the microphone's in the way. Uh, uh. There it is. Yeah, over there somewhere. Uh, or you can tweet it at one of us individually. I mean, are you okay with that? Yeah. Uh, you can get at us at At Cal me. Get at me. At me this time. Yeah. <laughs> Not about the Boise State thing, though, huh? Sure, I'll <laughs> bring it on. I'll hate on Boise State all week. <laughs> Just all week. Nope. All my life. All my life. Go for it. Um, so, yeah, get. Uh, I mean, you can also do what Clay does. He goes back and listens to the question again on YouTube, posts a comment there. Yeah, we do look at comments. And I, I reply to all of his stuff because, like, I mean, I don't get to talk to that guy all that often. Yeah. I mean, we have group chats going like crazy. Ooh, but if I can talk about some sports related things there, why not? So. Uh, join the discussion on YouTube comments. But beyond that, be sure to follow, like, subscribe. All the good things. All them things. Um, if you want to include a post of yours that into our collection of things that we like to think as an abstract sports topic, include the hashtag BSB2L. That stands for bringing sports back to life. Um, 
But yeah, I'm sure it's kind of blocking. Well, that's okay. There we go. I kind of expect it. Mine's like redundant at this side. Gotta match it up. <laughs> um, so today's discussion was interesting. Um, I feel like it was a bit one-sided. Maybe we weren't we weren't as neutral as we could have been. At least I know I wasn't. But um, and I knew I knew it was going to be very hard because it's w one of those dichotomy things where it's like. I mean, we're we're separated at this point. Yeah. Well, I, I think we. I think you did an okay job. It wasn't like they're like you're ignorant swine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could have been a lot more. Yeah. Just uh, like maybe there's more to it than you think. Yeah. So suggesting. Yeah. So, um, but I do appreciate Sam Grizzle and Charlie the Jedi getting involved in the chat. I appreciate you guys coming through. Um, hope you tune in next week. We go live every Wednesday, at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, this episode went for over almost two hours again. We're getting we're getting lengthy, lengthy. Yeah, we are. We might need to bring it back a little bit. Have I, a little clock going. I should have had a little more bullet points on the discussion because I feel like I could have kept it a little more on, intact. But preparation is everything, boys and girls. True. Hashtag development. Um, but anyways, thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, be sure to like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Snapchat, on Instagram. Get at us on Twitch, on YouTube. We're everywhere. SoundCloud, iTunes. We got content all over the World Wide Web. Uh, that's another thing that announcer would say. The game, the World Wide Web. Get on the World Wide Web. Idaho Sports. Just, just don't say it. <laughs> say it, but not every two <sighs> damn minutes, man. I think we'd, we'd do a better job than him. We would. We should go into Colin Games for high school. What do you think? Dude, that'd be dope. We make some extra cash. Yeah, I do it for free. I would do that for free too. <laughs> Give me in the game. Give me a bottle of water, dude. Maybe we could. Maybe we'll do a live commentating thing on Twitch. I actually emailed them about that, and they said, "All I can say is refer to our terms of service." And I'm like, I don't want to read that whole thing. <laughs> Nobody reads that. You should reply. Nobody reads. That. <laughs> Please, more information. Uh, but anyways, sure. Tune in next week, next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Until then. We're signing out. Thanks for watching episode 26 of the Abstract Sports Podcast. We'll see you next Wednesday. Peace.